It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to SEN Giddy Up's Punting Bible, head of a massive Group 1 day of racing at Sandown as well as Caulfield. We'll take you through all the key content that we have delivered over the past few days with Gareth Hall. The weekend preview will feature trainer updates on Stable Mail, as well as you'll also hear from our expert team of form analysts, which include Nick Ashman as well as Chris Nelson for the Doom and Card. Mitchie Lewis has also got a great set there for the Morpherville meeting, and Peter Anthony's for the Ascot card. But before we get stuck into those form previews, let's take a listen to what our trainers and the key participants have had to say about their leading chances on Saturday at Ramwick and Caulfield, respectively. James Cummings and the Godolphin team, they'll settle out Barber as a leading chance in the Group 1 Blue Diamond for the Juveniles. So let's have a listen to what the boss of Godolphin in Vin Cox had to say about exciting Colt Barber. Now he's a winner. Uh, he's a horse that wants to win, and um, and his first run back at that Sandown I thought was a, a really, a really good win. And, and Jamie Carr said that there was a couple more gears under the bonnet. bonnet. So um, I think he's in a good spot. Very excited about his prospects. Plenty of confidence there from the boss of Godolphin in Vin Cox on the exciting Colt Barber. Now let's take a listen to see what Vin had to say when he was asked about Animo ahead of his second up assault on the Group One Chippy Northern Stakes over the mile. He worked um, at Osborne again. James McDonald came out and rode him. Um, and uh, J-Mac was um, effusive about the way he worked. In fact, said that the best is he's um, ever worked for James. Um, it's a mile. It's perfect um, having had the seven felons uh, first up. Meets much the same field. Uh, drawn extremely well. Uh, he should get a good run of the race. Yeah, can't wait for Animo there, second up in the Chippy Norton Stakes. He's going to prove awfully hard to beat with James McDonald in the saddle. Vim was also quizzed about the chances of In Secret there, the flashy filly in the Group 1 Surround Stakes for the three-year-olds. So let's take a listen to what Vin had to say about the chances of In Secret in the Surround Stakes on Saturday. The filly's done well. She won really well, and Nash was as cool as, as ever, ever I've seen anyone in winning a race. Uh, look, she's a, a very exciting filly where, uh, you know, she potentially could be a superstar and if, if she's as good as we think she is, then she, then she has to win tomorrow. She'll prove awfully hard to beat in secret there for mine. We'll also join by Kieran Ma to discuss his big team of runners right across the country on Saturday and they'll saddle up the favourite in the Group 1 Blue Diamond Stakes in Steel City. So let's take a listen to see what Kieran had to say about the chances of that best bloodstocked owned galloper. I definitely do. Yeah, it's been a sort of long-range target for her. She's come down from Sydney. I think the Sydney form is very, very strong. Yeah, I just think uh, watching her last run, I was keen to try the blinkers on her. Uh, she's had a couple of gallops with them on. Buck Shin uh, was very happy with how she galloped uh, with them on. And, uh, yeah, I'm very happy with the way she's prepped up. Can't wait for the Group 1 Blue Diamond Stakes, a vintage edition it is shaping up to be. Kieran will saddle up I Am Me there in the Group 1 Oakley Plate. Could they make it a Group 1 double there with Steel City and I Am Me? Let's take a listen to what Kieran had to say about the chances of their flashy speedster in the 1,100-metre dash. Yeah, she can. Uh, very happy with her. Faultless preparation uh, so far. Uh, beautiful weight, lovely gait. 
Jamie's confidence is through the roof. She trialled her, she's galloped her, uh, likes what she feels, and, um, yeah, really looking forward to the race for her. Plenty of confidence there from Kieran Mara about the chances of IME in the Group 1 Oakley Plate. Tomorrow will also mark the return of the Australian Bloodstock Group 1 Melbourne Cup winner in Gold Trip. So let's have a listen to see what Kieran had to say about the chances of that galloper on return in the Group 2 Peter Young Stakes at Sandown. Great order. I see they've got him fairly short. Um, I would say uh, I'd be wary there. Uh, He's firm track, 1,800. Um, He is coming on, but, you know, he's... No doubt he's better with a bit of giving the track and over a bit further. Kieran did go on to say that the mayor Steinem does present as their best chance in the Group 2 Peter Young Stakes. Gareth was lucky enough to catch up with Gay Waterhouse, racing's first lady, to discuss her chances right across the country tomorrow. And Gareth started off with asking Gay about the chances of the first light racing owned instructor in the Group 1 Blue Diamond Stakes. He, he certainly can. He's very, very talented two-year-old Colt. I think he's made very steady, good improvement, enough to win the diamond. To kick off our form previews, it's the weekend preview team, headlined by Jack Dickens, Dean Watling and Mick Gannon. And the boys will go through their bets at the Sandown meeting, which sees a Group 1 Oakley plate for the speedsters over 1,100, as well as the futurity stakes there for the wait-for-age horses. We'll also see the Group 1 Blue Diamond for the juveniles. So let's see who the boys are keen on in those three Group 1 contests. On Giddy Up, the weekend preview with Dean Watling, Mick Gannon and Jack Dickens. When there's a little horse waiting at the bottom of the English lot, he's been waiting down there, waiting for a race. They never ever see him from the top. He gets pushed around, knocked to the ground. He gets to his feet and he screams. Sing it. What, what about, about heats? It isn't fair. He's had enough. Now he wants his share. Can't you see? He wants to race. Unbelievable. Shadow Noel, marketing genius from Jack Dickens and the Mailbag Bloodstock team with Keats. He'll be going around the Petty Young on Saturday afternoon at Sandown. And he's trying to get your vote. So make sure you vote for Keats because it's one for the battlers, as Dico points out. Purchase it's also a- one, G, just for people I who enjoy introduce content you, Dico. that's interesting and relevant. Dico, you've got to let me introduce you before you start talking. Otherwise, I'll tell people not to vote for Keats. But I would highly recommend you vote for Keats. Um, terrific story. They've done a lot to promote this horse for this race. And, um, yeah, I hope he gets into the to the contest, Keats. So he, he has got my vote, would you believe, Keats? The $25,000 purchase online. Um, and uh, I know I know a few of their owners, and they are living their dreams. So well done to you, Jack Dickens. As I say, a good morning to you. Good morning, Jay. I appreciate you and the boys. Yeah, they got yeah. around it this morning. I was a bit worried about how I'd have to open the show this morning, but the boys stepped up, and <laughs> um, the team is united as one. Um if anyone out there has any other ideas for how we can promote our horse and this race, um, you know, get in touch. Uh, big shout out to Tyson Hunter and Adrian Gruber, who have been a big part of our creative so far. Having a lot of fun, G. From the great tip off, Michael Gaddon, good morning. Morning, G. Morning, Dino. Morning, Dicko. Great work with the mural. Great work with the song. You're all over it. I'm looking forward to see what's next, though. And this There's man. More. There is more coming. Yeah, this man's on fire from the barrier attendant. Um, 
His name's Dean Watling. He's seeing them beautifully at the moment. Hello to you, Dino. Morning, G, Dicko, um, Gunner. Yeah, it's an outstanding effort, Dicko. And um, hopefully the weekend preview family gets around you and Keats in the All-Star Miles and gets him into the race because it'll be a fascinating story. And I'm sure he'll run a good race. Huey Fitzpatrick, um, he's just been... Dom- yeah, he's been dominating TikTok. If you haven't seen that video there on TikTok last Saturday when he was with David Taggart, not talking. Um, one of the greatest videos <laughs> that I've ever seen. Um, he's just put up a... He just put up a tweet and it reads on SEN Track. You can follow us at um, at SEN Track, of course. Saturday's racing is off its head. Which Group 1 are you most excited for? Um, Blue Diamond Stakes, Futurity Stakes, Chipping Norton Stakes and Surround Stakes. So start voting. It's going to be a great weekend. We'll get to those races in just a moment as we start the preview. But I think... I think we'll start with the Blue Diamond Lads, the Group 1 two-year-old contest there at Sandown on Saturday. And, Dick, I'll go to you here first. I was talking to Kieran Maher and um, a few of the other major players for the Stable Mail in the first hour and just trying to work out how this race will will work out in the early stages there at Sandown over the 1,200 metres. What are you thinking? Well, I'm guessing which I hate doing because I think speed maps are crucial and they're really, really crucial on Saturday. Uh, I think the instructor rolls forward, extreme threat rolls forward, party for two, exploring, have to roll forward. Then you've got Zulkafar, Zulikar, uh, Picky, Brave Halo, Zabaneko, Barber. What do they do from the wide draws? And then there's even VC from 14. Uh, I think the, the bomb-proof PR map horse is Steel City and Arkansas Kid. Um maybe barber but a lot of speed it's just chaos like if they if a couple of horses stop in front of you you, you're gone here you know it's a big big momentum track the 1200 meter shoot start well there's not a shoot start it's a 1200 meter start the lakeside it's just going to be chaos it's going to be a lot of it's going to be a lot of fun watching this race thanks to bet 365 the world's favorite online betting company gamble responsibly call 1-800-858-858 here's the market barber 550 then we go down to Little Bros at $10. Brave Halo, the WA star at $8. The Instructor, unbeaten. But he's been easy in the market at $10. Don Corleone at $10. Exploring at $13. Um, Steel City is into favourite now at $4.20. And then we go to Extreme Threat at $26. The horse that um, Kieran gave a good push for as well. VC at a price at $19. And even Sulfaqua at $26. Bing Cox was bullish about its chances as well. So, Dean Watling, I go to you here. What are we doing in this year's Blue Diamond? Fascinating race. Dicko touched on it. The map here is very, very crucial, and I think that's where I've arrowed in at. I think there's three genuine winning chances. I think Steel City's one, Don Corleone's the other, and the instructor is the third. I think Steel City brings the best form lines clearly. Uh, ran second to Red Resistance on debut and then ran second to learning to fly. So those horses have come out, franked that form, winning both their next starts, blinkers on first time, barrier five can just camp off his speed, has good tactical speed. As long as they don't land on the rails, I think off the rails is crucial here. You don't want to be cluttered up needing a run. So I've got Steel City on top, love the profile. I think the instructor's the sleeping giant in this race. He's only had to do what he's had to do in his first two starts. He really gives me the vibes of a horse who... He raised the bar and he jumps it. I love the map. I love his early speed. He's going to be out of the ruck. Um, he can take a sitting beyond the speed or he can take up the running. He's got that versatile pattern. 
three weeks between runs and a, a nice jump out next to Anavisio who's franked that form. Um, I think the instructor's a great chance. And I think the other one's Don Corleone with a great SP. In this race, I'll be backing um, Steel City fellas and the instructor at odds. Mickey Gannon? Yeah, i tell you what, Dino's all over it. The boy's all over it. I think the maps are very important. Steel City is probably the one that maps perfectly, has the most upside with the blinkers going on and brings the strongest form lines. Uh, I definitely think Don Corleone can win the race. Grand final stable, grand final day. Other horse here at $71, which is definitely worth a look at, is the Sonic Boom for the Freeman stable. Blinkers go on first time. We've seen that um, with uh, Artorius. We've seen that with uh, Domir. Uh, Blinkers going on first time to win a diamond, huge price, worth a place bet, the Sonic Boom. Uh, but I think Still City and Don Corleone are the best winning chances, G. Ronnie says, Sensical at a big price for Peter Moody can win the Blue Diamond, Dico. Yeah, I don't mind Sensical. I think he's right. Um, I think I wanted to tip Steel City, but I, you know how much I hate following these two in, G. So what do I do? Well, uh, winners win, mate. So you should. Look, you Steel City. last week. Whoa, be careful, young man. Um, <laughs> Steel City is the easiest bet to have in this race, for sure. <laughs> Maps best, form's best, uh, grand final yard, um, $800,000 horse, um, ticks a lot of boxes. I wanted to back VC. I'm just really worried the map. I like Sensical. I think it's a price that you could back it at, but I hate the map on the lake side. Same story to Sonic Boom. Uh, I thought Little Bros and Don Corleone were two value hopes, but... Don Corleone is going to need an absolute miracle mm, map wise. Exactly. Uh, and Little Bros, Little Bros is a hope here because it, it could easily tag the back of Barber or Steel City, which would be the two favourites. And if it's good enough, they'll flash late. I reckon this would be suicidal tempo, like unbelievably fast, which could bring a number of them undone. Gents, if, you, if you're talking about sensical, um, the Sonic Boom did beat it and blinkers go on, it'll improve at three or four lengths. So if you consider sensical a chance at 26, the Sonic Boom at 71 has to be a bet. So what are yeah, we? Yeah, I think they both are. Yep. So, potentially. So $50, you know the drill, lads. What are we doing then in the Blue Diamond? I'll go first. I think I'll have $30 on Steel City number 12 and I have $20 on the Instructor number six. Love it. $20 Don Corleone, $20 Steel City, and five each way on my outsider, the Sonic Boom. DK? $45 the 12 Steel City, $5 the four little bros. And with our Futures Cup, everybody tips Steel City. So that's just over a week ago. Blinkers on Steel City. Um, God bless her. She's got, she'll start favour. I've got no doubt about that. Kira Ma gave her a good push. So, Looking forward. I don't think though, Jay, she's any. She's a lot better than these horses. She's yeah. just got the perfect barrier and the perfect map here. Mm. What about in the Futurity Group One weight for age? Thunderstruck three twenty, Alligator Blood three eighty, Mister Brightside five dollars, and then Nugget at six dollars. My Oberon at twelve dollars. My Oberon probably needs to win this race to get into an All Star Mile. Um, he's outside of the top ten, and if you win this race, you can get automatic selection into the all-star mile. Dicko, how do you read this race? The map, I think, is pretty easy. Alligator blood leads. Brightside might be outside of him. Thunderstruck third and with Nugget in fourth. Is that how you read it? No, I had Nugget and Mr. Mozart leading. Uh, Laura Vindices might want to try and go forward. Alligator blood fresh. 
I reckon I'll sort of be half city on it and it'll probably have the back and nugget. Uh, Mr. Brightside and I'm Thunderstruck. Thunderstruck could land Coffin here. Um, mm. Oberon and Aegon back pair. Uh, do you want me to go through what I like? or Yes. What do you want? yes I, I, I love I'm Thunderstruck here and I love Mr. Brightside. I think they were really good runs. They've got race fitness on their side versus some key rivals here. Um, I, I just can't get over the prices. Like, All right. I, just, I just don't understand how... Mr. Brightside should be a lot shorter than he is. He's flying. His trials were elite. His first run was a big box tick. This is a soft map. I love it. So Brightside and Thunderstruck for Dicko and the Futurity, Mickey Gannon. Interesting one here. Um, I'm Thunderstruck gets the crossover nose ban off first time. I've got a sense that they want to go forward and be more aggressive. They've been talking about it for a very, very long time. Is it the day they do it? I don't know. Probably the race to do it in. Uh, 1,400 metres second up. Bit of a query for mine. I'd be very shocked if, if they don't go to lead here. Um, Blake Shin on Alligator Blood, which is from that stable. I think they'll definitely push forward um, and if they do push forward Alligator Blood should be getting the job done um, if they don't then I'll be with um, Thunderstruck it's a very very hard race to have a bet on early without knowing their plans that I'm Thunderstruck G Tactics will play a major part we'll get your thoughts in just a moment Dino make sure you send your text messages in 0499 736 736 and if you're in Melbourne tomorrow Dicko's got uh, this I've seen him play golf so you wouldn't learn anything from him <laughs> But he said that if you can put up with him 18 holes and good luck if you think that would be a good idea, um, the best text message, according to Dicko, you can win a round of golf with him tomorrow morning. What's the golf course called, Dicko? Uh, Ran Furley. It's a golf day for a footy club out there. All right, um, and let's not talk about your behaviour on the golf course. All right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's uh, 10 o'clock in news time. We'll get Dino's tips <laughs> for, for the um, futurity straight after the news. This is the weekend preview. We get set for a, a wonderful weekend of racing. Sandown, we've got a host of Group 1s, the Blue Diamond and the Oakley Plate, along with the Futurity. And in Sydney, we've got the Chipping Norton Stakes, which will be the highlight, which sees the return of the best in the business. And a mo also got the surround um, for the Phillies over the 1,400 metres. We're up to the Futurity. Dicko's with Mr. Brightside Thunderstruck. Staking plan with that 50 bucks there, Dicko. Is it $50 at $25 each? How are you, how are you playing? 30 Thunderstruck and yep. 20 Brightside. And Mickey, I, was, I think you're sitting on the fence, aren't you, in the Futurity? Splinters. Real, splint, real splinters. G, we'll have 25 on Thunderstruck, 25 Alligator Blood. And Dana, what are you doing in the Futurity? Yeah, I want to be against Alligator Blood. I think his fresh runs have been his worst. I think this is the time to beat him. I'm Thunderstruck, gets every possible chance. Carr jumped off last start and said he was a little bit um, on the bigger side, so he should come on dramatically. And my Oberon SP, the same price, Alligator Blood in the Champions Mile. Blinkers off, don't worry about the trials. He's a bomb fresh horse. I think he can run a race. So I'll have 40 on, on Thunderstruck and 10 on my Oberon. That's an interesting one when we profile horses, Dicko. My Oberon... Looking at the voting for the All-Star Mile, probably needs to win this race to get into the All-Star Mile because, say, I wish I win's unlikely, I reckon, anyway, to go into that race. So, Well, you'd think that Waikato start and Peter Moody would have more than enough and they'd probably do the right thing and just take themselves out so that, you know, the people who want to race in it could. But they could change their mind, Dicko. So I think it's fair enough. Like, it's a $5 million race. If they think that they're 10% of going into the All-Star Mile, um, mm. you would stay in it. 
Well, you do you, G, as we always say, but maybe also, you know, we get Junior on, uh, Mick Junior, and find out about Jacono. It's a cult. Like, surely it's not going to go to the All-Star Mile. Well, if it wins the Australian Guineas, um, yeah, I think it, I think it's a chance to go to the All-Star Mile. I'd be going to win group races with it. But if it wins a Group 1 Australian Guineas, there's your Group 1, isn't it? Yeah, but the more the more you win, the more you can charge per serve. All right, then. I'll, I'll, we might ask Michael Kent Jr. I'll text him to see what he's doing with Jack and I. Um, so staking plans, $25 each for Thunderstruck and Obram for you there, Dino? Yeah, no, sorry, 40 on Thunderstruck and 10 on my yep. Oberon, please, G. Just with my Oberon then, Dicko. So talking about grand finals, they need to win this to get into the race. So... Um, they need to be ready to go, ready to rumble. Yeah, and how do we know if they are or they're not? Like, it's just a big guess. Well, they I, want I it. They blinkers off, isn't it? A sign that they are intent, and yeah. intending to like fire all the cannons here. If yeah. they fire all the cannons, amazing tempo probably suits on Thunderstruck even more. He is the best weight for age horse in this race. Yeah, and he was well, well, very well backed first up, which tells me he's right on track. Let's have a look at the Oakley plate. Rockin' Horse, $41. We bet three six five. Lombardo, $34. Mars Crusader, 26 The Astrologist, at 34 King of Sparta at 9 Zoo Stole, $31. A couple of nice horses at a big price here. Marine One at 23 Uncommon James, 10 As Fura, first up. This preparation at five fifty. Lofty Strike at 10 Chain of Lightning at eight fifty. Shooting for Gold, 41 I Am Me. At six fifty, then we go to Star Patrol at seven fifty. Zapateo, gee, Finn Cox gave her a good push this morning. First up at seventeen dollars, and then big prices for the rest because they are, they are the emergencies. Um, few questions coming through. One about Mars Crusader. In fact, there's a couple about Mars Crusader. Would you believe? I noticed Mars Crusader is unbeaten in Melbourne on a turn. Obviously hates the Flemington Straight. Is he a hope? Um, lads and morning team in the Oakley Plate. Mars Crusader's profile and race pattern obviously isn't sustainable and attractive. However, do you think $31 is overs for that horse? Um, has a solid record around a turn. That's from James. We'll go with you, Mickey Gannon. Do you give Mars Crusader a hope? I know Uncle Wayne was a little bit bullish about his chances. Uh, gee, without a shadow of a doubt, um, his career best form on a dry deck and as the uh, text message has said, around a turn is very, very good. And you look at it and you think, Mars Crusader, bloody getting on. He's only, he's only six years of age. He's been up there with the best of the best. He's only got 57 kilos here. Uh, it just depends on how ready, you know, how good they have him, sorry, how fit they have him and ready to go here. 1,100 metres, but there'll be plenty of pace on. And I mentioned it earlier on our all-in show during the week with Dino. It'd be awesome. You know, it'd be great for the game to see Mars Crusader bounce back in a race like this. So what are you doing, Mickey Gunn, in the Oakley Plate? It's going to be a fun race. Don't forget they come out of the chute here and the winning post is back 80 metres. So it's a little bit confusing trying a to work out. Yeah, a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. But... We're going to go with a little yeah. bit, are we? Yeah, just a little bit. Old splinters has turned into three of you. It's, it's horrendous yeah. and it's really, really tricky and confusing for punters. Race Races five and six, Gareth, are on the hillside track mm-hmm. off the 800 metre start. And this this race is off the is on the hillside essentially with an eighty meter back shoot and a twenty meter extended winning post. So I don't know where you get the information from clearly, but it's very confusing for the punter at home. But that's what the go is. So I races just... five and six, eight hundred meters, basically the hillside track, and the yep. last race is basically the hillside track. The rest of them are at the lakeside as it's. But what normal. I'm saying is that we sort of know what happened there 
when we mm. saw this type of profile shape last meeting at Sandown. So what they do is they put the barriers back as f- as far as they can, which they go back about, um, I think. 20 metres. Yeah. How much? 80 metres or something yeah. like that. Yeah. No, it's 20 metres barriers 20 metres and then, then the 80 metres past goes... the winning post. Yeah. Yep. So yep. it'll be a weird old Oakley plate to watch. So what are we doing then? Um, we'll go with you, Dicko, since you're up and about about this race. And so um, looking forward to it. Uh, I, I thought it's just complete guess because I'm, and that's all we can do because we're going to have no idea because we haven't raced on this track all day, even though it's the last race. I'm just going to completely pen anything worse than midfield. Um, and I'm going to bet, and I'm going to bet with a bit of confidence here at big prices. <laughs> I love the six zoo style, love the trial, love the map, forward, wide, perfect. Uncommon James, beautiful map, forward, wide, love it. Shooting for gold. Gareth, I think you might have said a different word last time. Shooting for gold. I like that too. I'm going to have something on it. And the 14 Maliva. So I'm going to back four horses at pretty big prices. Uncommon James around the $10 mark, but the other the other three horses, sort of $30, $40, and $60. Shooting for gold. Um, Mickey Gannon, what are you doing in the Oakley Plate? I love Digo's push for uh, for Zoo Style um, Group 1, wait for age, form. That's very good. So you can't let that go around. I think as far as a quality mare, I think she comes through some decent races as well. Bloody hard race to uh, to find a winner. Lofty Strike was pretty impressive coming from behind last start. If you go look for a back marker, gee, uh, I think we could bet those three and probably still miss because it's that hard a race. So Sue Style is for and Lofty Strike in your calculations. Dino, what are you doing in the Oakley Plate? It's a phenomenal race. I love profiling these big sprint races. Um, eight out of the last 11 winners of this race have carried under 54 kilos. So I've really arrowed into that. I think there's an astronomical amount of speed early. I think you want to be off rails. There should be a three, four wide line. So I'm looking for horses that sit off the speed, have a really sharp turn of foot and um, can close off. I think we saw that um, on the prelude day when Lofty Strike won. That was the one eleven hundred meter race with genuine tempo and he descended on him. So I'm really keen to back Star Patrol here. He was phenomenal first up over the 1,000 metres. Lovely tick over trial. Now he's essentially third up with that tick over trial. Barry Nine's probably bang on perfect. Should just settle off the, the speed and possibly in that three wide line. I think he's got the elite turn of foot to win this race um, and up to 1,100 I love. And I think the forgotten horse is number 16, Zapateo. She is dead set, an elite first up horse. I harp on all the time as well with the Cummins stables. Trials have been phenomenally good. Barry 12, like I mentioned, off rails has a turn of foot, can camp just off the speed. Um, so I really like this race, and I'm really keen to bet up on number 15, Star Patrol, and number 16, Zapatea. I think there's two points there, though, Dean, that I'll just question you on. Zapatea's a weddy, isn't it? Yeah, wet tracker. And the rail's out 10 metres for the meeting where it did sort of look a bit half even on the hillside. It's going to be back in the true. Yeah, I think just with the pressure, though, you got IME punches up for one. It's only chances if it probably leads or coffins itself. And I think then you got horses like Asaphora, Marine One. They're all going to be punching forward. There might even be a four-wide line. Um, I'm not too concerned over Zapateo's um, wet form. She's got a peak rating on my stuff of 101.1 on a, a good four track. So I don't think that's too much of a concern unless it sort of gets to the, the firm two range. Um, but I just think you want to be off rails, getting to that middle part of the track with that extreme tempo. Um, if they're going to win from up in front, I think they're going to be going astronomically fast here. So a few of the stables keen on their chances. When you had a chat to Vin Cox, he mentioned that Zapatero might be the best for the weekend from uh, 
from the Cadolphin team, of course, Animos um, was his number one selection, but at a price, Apatow's been working the house down. Kira Maher all over IME from an inside gate saying that she's the best for the Mara Eustace team over the weekend. And also Henry DeWy was keen, of course, and as Fora saying that he can't get her any better. Was there any trainer say that said theirs can't win? Well, Mick Kent, Michael Kent Jr. said Lombardo will need the run. Perfect. That's yep. great. Um, Dicko, probably yeah, Lobs. Dicko, I would yeah. put the tongue no, tie you know on. No, going to happen now. Dicko, I would put the tongue tie on if you want to criticise myself for giving that information whoa, after whoa, you whoa. look like it. I'm not criticising you, you at all, great man. Well, I'm just trying just to get a bit of insight on some of the operators. Yeah, I know. Just you doubted you doubted the driver last week, and you had ego on your face. So mm, that's um, true. I was yes. wondering when when is the driver coming up? Yep. And there we go. We got it. Hey, we might take a break on the other side of it. We'll see what Dicko has to say. I wonder if he's biased about the horse that he owns in Keats when we preview the Peter Young straight after this. There's a lot of hoo-ha going around about Keats. Um, Kieran, you're not scared of Keats for the Bloodstock team? But no, I'm not worried about Keats. <laughs> there you go, Dicko. You've got to take on Kieran Murray and David Eustace. And... So full, full credit to Kieran for uh, coming back from America to get here for the big money, oh, the big price money races. Full credit. One of the greatest operators of all time, doing a phenomenal job and has a, an amazing band of horses headed to the races on Saturday. Yep. I wish Kieran the best of luck. And um, he's got Gold Trip at 290. Says that horse, the Melbourne Cup champ, is completely unders in the Peter Young. Emissary is at $4.60. Um, was third in a Melbourne Cup. Then we've got Numerian at $9. Young Verter at $10. Surefire at $8. Keats backed off the map here at $10 with Bet365. And Steinem at $9. Kieran Murray indicated that Steinem might just be their best chance in this race. Dicko, what are you thinking here in this year's Peter Young? Can Keats win? 100% it can win. Um, it's going to be a fascinating race for punters who love watching the market and learning what matters to the big boys. So if people respect the the 3200 Melbourne Cup and the, the wet figures of some of these well-performed big boy horses, then the market will go one way. And if it just pens them, then it'll go the other way. And you'll be able to learn what the big guys do mm-hmm. here really clearly and take that to, to use for yourself moving forward. Um, this, I, I'm myself penning Gold Trip on a firm track, penning Numerian on a firm track, no compromise firm track. Il Paradiso, first up three years, pen. Uh, I'm focusing heavily on the, on the, the fitter horses uh, as a form analyst. And I think that leans to deny knowledge, Steinem and Keats. Um, I think Keats will roll forward. Well, I know he roll forward. Uh, so will deny knowledge. Steinem's the classic sort of Kira Ma, I'm a horseman setup. You know, freshened, 800 metres first up. It'll run a huge race and the, the Colt will just be all up and about. I bet you it runs a big, big race. Just hope it's not good enough to beat Keats. I'm working around those three horses, G. I think deny knowledge is the the horse that the market has missed in this race. Mm-hmm. And is a really, really juicy price there. I think it's around $21, mate. But uh, Keats is uh, a very fair price. And uh, we're, we're really excited about Saturday. Do you lead? Um, we're, 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 we'll be positive And uh, we'll be leading at the 200. <laughs> Splinters. Splinters, <laughs> yes. No, well, if they're not knowledge or, you know, if, you know, it's not, it's happened before, you know, you've seen a stable with a number of runners set it, like put pace into a race. Mm-hmm. We're not just going to be dictated to by their tactics. 
um, you know, shout out to Grand Slam in the Cox Plate, but we will um, ride the race as it comes. We've got Craig Williams on. He's as good as it gets. He's got a great relationship with the horse. Um, we're just super right. excited. Like, we, we paid nothing for this horse, Gareth, and expected nothing. You know what I mean? And we're yeah. running around on Saturday, a live hope in a group two. There's going to be a stack of us on course. You're going to be there. It's going to be fun. And we just hope, let's hope the gods, you know, Mary Poppins, Zeus, Bilbo Baggins, Gary Ablett Senior, they all shine upon yeah. us on Saturday so, and we get some luck. So just recap the three horses that you're playing here, Keats. I'm going to play Keats and Deny Knowledge. I'm very respectful of Stein and I agree with Kieran that that's their most likely winner. All right, then. Um, Deny Knowledge is $21 for Michael Kent and Josh Richards. Um, Dean Watling, what are you doing? Yeah, I think Keats is a really good bet in this race. Comes out of a really, really hot first up run. He ran a career peak of 96.1 there. He's come back better than ever on that race, like I mentioned, rated for the roof. And the biggest tick here, he has fitness. He has the race map advantage here. So I think tips are in his favour here. My only reservation and only concern is a horse coming out of a really fastly run race, sitting up on speed. Um, second up, they can sometimes be flat. He's only had two weeks between runs. So... I don't know if Dicko can give us a little bit of an inkling there how the horse comes through the run, but I think he's a great bet at a big price here. I think um, he's going to start a lot shorter um, and he can be winning this race for sure. Um, look, all reports are positive. I don't think you really know until the sort of last 400 when they're all going for it, but he's eaten up, done everything that they can see that they, they measure a horse's recovery on. He's, he's ticked all those boxes. All right, Mickey Gannon, what are you doing? Fascinating race, G. Um, I will be sitting back cheering Keats with everything I've got. I think there's a horse here that could just come over the top. The boys haven't mentioned yet. Horse by the name of Surefire for Uncle Chris. It's just a genuine dry tracker. It's his first preparation or second preparation in Australia. Didn't get enough dry tracks. It's 1,400 to 1,800 metres. I think we're going to see this horse produce its uh, its career best peak in Australia on Saturday, and it's the one to beat. So uh, surefire on top of it, I'll be cheering Keats. So surefire Keats. Have you got any other horses you're playing here, Dino, with Keats? Uh, I think Amistri is the biggest danger, has an elite first up record. Jump out was good. So if I'm going to have to play both, I'd probably have 25 the win on Keats and 25 the win on Amistri. Well, Dicko, we wish you the best of luck on behalf of everybody here. Um, from the weekend preview. The boys have been in red-hot form over the last couple of months, has the weekend preview team, which includes Dean Watling, Jack Dickens, and Mick Gannon. We'll now turn our attention to the Ramwick Cup, which sees In Secret in the surround stakes and Animo in the Group 1 Chippy Norton stakes. The boys have got plenty of confidence about In Secret, so let's take a listen to the weekend previews, Ramwick preview. Now, the weekend preview team, Jack Dickens, Dean Watling, Mickey Gannon with me. Let's have a look at the Chipping Norton. The Group 1 contest at Ramwick on Saturday. Animo is $1.70. Mawunga at $9. We've got Laws of Indices at $19. Other horses with a chance, according to the market. Um, Al Bodegon at $19. Montefiore is back at 15 And then Fangirl at $8. Hinged is at $11. Mickey Gannon, you can kick off proceedings here. Great race, G. Um, the problem that is for most of these horses lining up is that they all met, or most of them met Animo last start and couldn't beat him. He's going to continue to progress as he goes as his best first up on on the figures I've got here. The, his best first up uh, run so far. I don't know how they beat him, G. I really don't. As a horse, horses like Hinged, a horse like Fangirl, they just need to improve significantly. I think Mawanga is probably the one that might get over the top of those two. 
Um, bit of speed on up front, Knight's Order there, um, Arapahoa there, and then you've got Hinge that'll probably roll forward. And I think Animo, well, J-Mac can just do as he pleases there. J-Mac said that he's never felt Animo better in track work when he wrote him the other day at Angus Banks, according to Vin Cox, Dean Watley. Yeah, fascinating. He was sort of trolled up the best he's ever tried up prior to that first up run. I know I harp on these Godolphin stats and their regression second up, but he's probably the opposite of that profile. I think if you're going to ever beat him, I think it is first up, and he's a horse who's going to take a lot of improvement out of that up to 1,600 metres. You go through every one of his preps, he's either um, bang on the mark, a similar rating to his first up run, or he improves. So that's a beautiful profile here. Barrier three gets the run of the race again. Um, he's mighty hard to beat. I think the only horse potentially in the race that can knock him off is Hinge right down on the page. Loves the sting out of the, the track. Will be up on speed. Has that map advantage over Animo. Um, and she was really good first up. So I think Animo wins. Hinge is the only danger. And the, the wet track probably rules Fangirl out unless we get back to a good four. So, so what do you that's think, the way I saw it. How do you think the track will play then? Yeah, track should play really fair. You want to be off rails, lanes, three plus in the straight is really crucial, but you could win from anywhere. So I think it's a very fair track. I think the biggest inkling is you want to land off rails and you want to get to lanes three, four plus, um, probably further as the day goes on. All right, Dicko, does Animo Look, get I'm beat? Go- I'm going to stick to my guns and I'm going to go against the driver. I know he thinks this is only the third best horse in the camp. Um, I know Dean doesn't like this horse's second up, but this is the second coming of God. He's a freak. He is a generational superstar. Just enjoy this. Just enjoy it. And God bless James and the Sheik for allowing us to watch this superstar race on. Um, If you were listening, Dan, I did say that Animo is a little bit different to the other Godolphin horses. Second up, that's where Mm. he's at his best, Dicko. Okay. Sounds a bit splintery to me, doesn't it? Swivelly. You've got to listen sometimes, Dicko, before you um, make a comment. I'm just pointing that out. Um, In secret $2 in the... Surround Moral. with bet three six five. Sue Gotcha's at five dollars. God help us. Sunshine in Paris nineteen dollars. Ruthless Dames at a big price fifteen dollars. All right then, Dicko, take it away. This is Godolphin's most exciting horse by an absolute mile. Um, this is a proper proper horse. I don't care if it's second up or fifth up or whatever up. This is a beast. It forms elite. It stood up again on Saturday in Melbourne. Like th- this horse completely gapped Cool and Gatter, who won a Group One on Saturday. <laughs> don't think, just bet responsibly. How has this horse got a two in front of it? I don't understand. It that. opened two forty. What like, are they just, doing? Just bet responsibly, but have a really good bet. Anchoring all your multis. Um, I thought Cinderella days and maybe Ruthless Dame for the Colt Maroostas were at, like the best sort of outside outside of it chances to include in like sort of. Um, you know, your exotic sort of players, G, but in secret is a proper, proper horse. What's it been beaten? It's been, it's lost two races in its career. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're keen on in secret, Mickey Gannon. He was excited. You're all over in secret as well, Mickey G. Great bet. They put up 240, ridiculous price. Should be a dollar 80, probably starts there. Uh, it was slow away last start and just, you know, Nash just said, let's just roll through your gears, put them away. Look, the margin wasn't gigantic, 0.2 lengths, but. She did enough. I've been saying this for weeks now, G, before yep. first up. She's the best She's the best three-year-old in the country, and I think she's the, she's the best filial mare in the country, and she'll prove, prove this again on Saturday, and she'll go on and continue to prove it throughout this preparation. You know, there's a couple of horses in here behind that have, you know, red flashing lights, a lot more love, Madame mm-hmm. Pomery, and then obviously Sunshine in Paris will probably enjoy the give out of the ground. But in, in, in secret, we'll only bounce off that first up run, and they won't be beating her. Dino? 
Yeah, fascinating betting race this. I'm wondering what the market does with Zugotcha. Missed the run first up, meets him here first up over the 1,400 metres, which isn't ideal. But what the market does with Zugotcha, I think, is the only danger to In Secret. It's fascinating. My only reservation on In Secret is the barrier. She missed a kick badly first up. She tends to do it a lot in the trials and in her races. Barrier four, if she misses it, she'll be cluttered up on the inside. I think that's the only way she gets beat, but... She was phenomenal first up. She's the one that can be in the 14% second up for sure. She's got that um, profile that suggests she wasn't a taxing first up run. So I'm with the boys who make it a trifecta in secret, clearly on top. Love the confidence in the surround from our team in secret. Um, They're all over her to continue on her winning ways. We'll take a break. We'll come back with the team's best in Sydney. Host of text messages coming through. Plus, we've got our famous weekend preview multi. And Tommy Papley's pretty confident with the horse that Dicko wants to take on. So this will be interesting. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. This is the weekend preview on Giddy Up. Must be hard tipping horses every day, Gannon. Welcome oh. back to Giddy Up and, of course, the weekend preview. Um, Jack Dickens, let's have a look at uh, – I just want to have a chat. I won't go to you here, Dicko. I want to have a chat to – um, Dean Watling about Aww. skirt the Lord two dollars sixty Blanc de Blanc at three forties is a really good two year old race for the Phillies. Um, Facile at eight dollars, Lasago at nine dollars. <laughs> um, what are you doing here, Dino? Yeah, really, really good race. Obviously, we got the Magic Millions two year old winner. Skirt the Lord come down. Tony Golan's been bullish, and the tick over trial prior to this was absolutely enormous. Um, I think. The only query for mine is going to roll to the front and probably lead and probably give Blanc de Blanc the perfect trail. And my yard mail first up for Blanc de Blanc was had a stack of improvement compared to learning to fly. They both went to the line together in the English Millennium. You can tie Lazago into that too, which was really good. I think the concerning one, Summer Loving, didn't like the trial at all the other day. Obviously comes through the Magic Millions as well, but a little bit concerned of the trial. I'm keen to be with Blanc de Blanc. I think the map's perfect. Should sit in a 1-1 has a stack of improvement and um, can knock off skirt the law here in the sweet embrace. Are we thinking about it again in the Liverpool Cup, Mickey Gannon? Uh, not for me, but I'll just tell you what, Jay, just wanted to touch on I'm not concerned at all about Summer Lovers' trial. I know it looks awful. This horse is ready to roll and it'll be going to the Golden Slipper and it'll be going very, very close. Okay. Uh, G, uh, think about it. Tell you what, this is a big, big step up now. It's been picking away at, at its races, going through its grades. Oh, mate, I can't have it possibly beating Gravina or Quantico off what they did first up. All right, then. And Gay Waterhouse, Dicko, was keen on bases loaded in the other two-year-old race, which is the Skyline Stakes, is her best for the day. So um, you can maybe follow Gay in there. Uh, well, Gallic, Gay is probably the epitome of positivity, so I, I wouldn't worry too much. And unfortunately, and you, you guys asked me to do six, seven, eight, and nine, so I've got an opinion on race six, G. Yeah, I'm I'll... going to back Blanc de Blanc big time. And okay. I like Facile and I like Saltaire. I'm going to back all three and I'm going to lay heavily skirt mm-hmm. the law. Like, you have to be a very good horse, don't you reckon, G? To, or G train, as I found out yesterday. Yes. Kick five and a quarter. Well done. Full credit. Uh, you need to be a pretty good horse to win the Magics and then come back and do that, like Cool and Gatter. Yeah, I think she's pretty good. Skirt the law. She Is might she cool and gatter? Yeah, I don't know. She might be one out of the box. T goal and um, very good trainer. Very she good might trainer. be a bit of the G trade, you know. She five could. in the first quarter, then he went completely missing, never oh, seen again. She, I would never have trialed as good as she did the other day. Um, Dicko, what about your best bet um, at Sydney, please? Uh, in secret. In secret. Um, Dino, what are you doing from a best bet point of view? 
Yeah, best bet, race seven, number one in secret. Race six, number two, Blanc de Blanc. And then race nine, number seven, Gravina should start favourite in the Liverpool City Cup. Oh, Gravina. Um, yeah, I like that push for Gravina. Mickey Gannon? Yeah, I can't wait. I hope this track comes up a soft five for Gravina. That'll be fantastic. But I reckon the best bet of the day is in secret without a shadow of a doubt. And the best value play of the day, G. Uh, we're going to go race five, number two, yearning. They put up $17. That was a ridiculous price. The horse was flying yep. the last preparation in group, I think it was group two company. Yeah, I'm not too concerned about the draw. It'll find the middle of the track and it'll be uh, coming home very late. You're getting still getting $11. Great each way bet. We've got a few text messages coming through. Hinge was huge last prep. Um, uh, just uh, a tad behind the absolute cream. Reminds me of Royal Descent a bit. That's from... Swanee, your thoughts there? We'll go to you here, Dicko. Um, sorry, I've been still thinking about you kicking five in the first quarter. What yep. was the question again? Um, Hinge was huge last prep. Yeah, like, but it's just up against the beast. Yep. Like, I, I, I don't feel sorry for connections because they've got they've got plenty, but you yep. almost do. Yep. Hey, g'day lads. Hope Keats gets up for Dicko. Look forward to the social media laugh if it gets up. Keep being you, Dicko. That's from. Um, go Don's posty Troy. Good on your posty Troy. Thank you, Troy. Um, I reckon Emissary is the bet of the day. Saturday first up in the Peter Young. We'll win. It'd be hard to beat in the Australian Cup. That's from Ronnie. Um, here we go. This is a whack for you, Dicko. But just be like, just embrace the criticism. Um, yep. Dicko, you keep questioning Dino's tips um, and analysis, but he keeps winning. He can't help it. Keep working on those same race as champion. You got champ too. <laughs> oh, yeah. if, you want, if you want me to sit here and listen to Nonny's text in and criticize me, and then you're going to finish with champion, what chance am I being quiet after that? Yes, that's I've a been good champ point. by Tom from yeah. Tamworth. I, I liken Dicko on this program to the umpires in the AFL. Definitely provides plenty and plays an integral role, but the experience would be far less stressful without him. <laughs> that is good. Um, I love that, you, Dicko. Can I play Can I play around a golf with you? There you go. Um, Simon Jones from Adelaide. G'day, Simon. Hey, what do you think of Rock and Horse first up, Dicko? Uh, I would have um, – I will be having a small bet on it, Tom. Or um, Sorry, what was what the name? Simon, Simon. Simon, I just – if I tipped too many horses at a big price, even though they're enormous prices, Gareth – G-Train gets confused and a little bit angry with me, so I left that one off, but I certainly wouldn't oh, stop you, you back on hey, it. Hey, Dick, I've always said you be you. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> throw me under the bus. Now, Tommy Papley, weekend preview multi. Race four, number four, spacewalk at Sandown. He says, we can make the decision, place or win. Tommy, the way you went last week, we'll make that horse a place. place. Um, oh. <laughs> Dean Watling, what are you doing since you were superb last week for us? Um, I'm a bit scared, but race nine and number 15, Star Patrol for oh, place Christ. in oh, Oakley Plate. No, no, pick another. You're not having Star Patrol in Oakley Plate. No. All right. I'll go race four, number two, Queen of the Ball for place. Yes, that's oh. better. All right. Oh, yeah. Mickey Gannon. <laughs> uh, Dick, are you going to take in secret, mate, or should I? You can have it if you need it. I'll take in secret, mate, yeah. Yeah, in secret, the win. And Dicko, what are you doing? Reminds me, of, reminds me of Royal Liverpool when we're playing Wolf. Yeah. The best golfer, Wolf. the best tipster on the team. Sort of. Wolf is a game of golf, by the way. What are you, Dicko? <laughs> I'll um, have race, Sandown, race five, number two, Pericles. We can have it to place. Let's just get one home. All right. Pericles. I need to change one too, Jay, because Queen of the Balls in the same race as uh, Spacewalk. So I'll go Sydney, race nine, number seven, Gravina for place. Oh, Christ. Race nine, number seven, Gravina. All right, then it's a long wait. Um, 
Oh, no. But it's been a lot of fun. Hey, Mickey, should yearning um, be a bet there on Saturday? Or do you I'm like just, mirror vision more? Without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, get on, get on now, because I don't think it's going to start $11. It's going to be single. Yeah. Yep. I think what Mick's trying to say there, G, G Train, yes. as you now know, is bet until it hurts responsibly yearning there on Saturday. Yeah, all right then, Dicko. Um, Dicko, I know the you're uh, – oh, that's too long to answer because it's a <laughs> long, long question lock, but I'll um, make sure Dicko um, texts you after the show. Hey, um, good Have on you, Have you picked a winner for golf? Good luck with Keats. Who wins? I reckon – I reckon – um, the umpire one, surely. That is the best text I've ever heard. Yeah, right. The umpire can get it. Yep. <laughs> whoever sent that in, to... whoever sent that in, email me, jack at themailbag.com.au, and I'll, I'll try and sort you out hey, if you Dick, live in Victoria. Dicko, good luck with Keats, mate. We'll be cheering. I love you guys. Good on you, Dino. Okay. Good on you, Mickey G. Great tip off. We can get your services. Just go to greattipoff.com and subscribe to you. The best 25 bucks you'll spend, Mickey G. Thank you, boys. All right. Can't wait for that Ramwick car there. We'll now catch up with Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments as he casts his eye over the Ramwick cart. Can't wait to see who Dean is keen on in those two feature contests in the Chippy Norton Stakes as well as the Surround Stakes. So let's catch up now with Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments. Great to have Dean back with us for this autumn campaign. Dean, good morning to you, mate. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Gareth. How are you going? I'm very well, mate. Jesus, it's a big weekend of racing. Group 1 racing in Melbourne and Sydney. We'll start with the the Randwick meeting with the Chipping Norton and the Surround Stakes. With Bet365, you've got In Secret that's a short price favourite. It's been solid throughout betting since the fields were finalised there on Wednesday. So she's still around, what, $2.10 In Secret with Bet365. The slipper winner of last year, Firebird at $21. Sue Gotcha's first up at $5.00. Then we go down to Madame Pomery at nineteen dollars a thousand guineas. Winner, she's a belter at nineteen dollars. North Star Lass at twenty to one. Revolutionary Miss at twenty six dollars. Sunshine in Paris at ten. Cinderella Days at thirty to one. Wolverine at seventy to one. Ruthless Stain's got the Jackano form lines at thirteen dollars, and then a lot more love at twenty nine dollars. Receipt at forty one. Now in secret at two ten. Is she value at that price, Dean? Look, I, I don't think so, Gareth. She's yep. a she's a really classy three-year-old filly. Uh, you know, she ran a close second in the, in the Group One Golden Rose, and then you know, a very comprehensive win in the Group One Coolmore, and and won the Group Two Late Fingers and may lead it for this first up. But um, you know, there's a couple of really interesting statistics on this race, Gareth, and, and ones that the last six winners uh, of this were all Group One Mile winners um, or Group One placed over a mile at a previous prep as three-year-olds. So they sort of had that. Um, you know, that strong mile run and um, and a sort of hardened and, and can really run a strong 1,400, obviously, as well as a good mile. Um, and it's quite interesting. You know, three of those six were at double-figure odds. Uh, the last couple of favourites um, in the last couple of years, Espiona, um, had both failed um, in the last two years because they hadn't had a, a sort of group one mile win or place. So that, that actually puts in secret... Um, you know, doesn't doesn't have that. She obviously had the sort of sprinting Golden Rose, Coolmore stud uh, preparation, um, very good sprinter. Um, but uh, in terms of identifying a winner of this race, um, you know, that's been a very strong profile every single year. So um, I think at the two dollars ten for In Secret, uh, first time Huey Bowman's or second time Huey Bowman's riding her, but she's had quite a few different rides in her career. Um, I, I think this race really we can get a bit of value. Um, Zugotcha. 
uh, you know, won the won the Silver Shadow T row then and Flight Stakes Triple Crown last prep, um, which is very impressive in all three runs. James McDonald stayed aboard, and I think with that strong Group One mile form and the previous prep, I think Zugotcha is a very good bet at, at five dollars. Madame Pomeroy was uh, a very strong closing second in the in the T rows uh, to Zugotcha last prep, then won the Group One thousand guineas. Um, and, and first up, her light fingers run was very impressive. Ran plus six point one. Uh, the second quickest last six hundred meters in the race. Uh, you know she's nineteen dollars. Um, the other the other qualifiers, North Star Lass, one of the, the furious, and then the third in the flight stakes last prep. Um, I think she's probably just a rung below the Group One horses, um, but she's got that mild Group One placing. Revolutionary Miss, who ran second in the, the thousand guineas last prep. Um, and ran plus 6.5, which was the quickest last that comes in the light fingers first up behind in secret. So um, I'm, I'm quite ticket, quite keen to take in secret on in this race. Um, I think Zugotch is the one to beat, but I think Madame Pomery and Revolutionary Miss also profiled really well at sort of $19.26. So I'm uh, probably going to be back in those three to beat in secret. Love that. So there's a lot of judges especially on this show during the week that are really keen on in secret but then you make a lot of sense with the profiling of this race so it will be a fascinating contest now the surround stakes quick question for you mate how would you rate james mcdonald's form at the moment um oh look i mean he's 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 just been incredible for such a long time you know the last few years world rider of the year um you know that uh, uh, he's just a superstar. I think he's yeah. just unbelievable. Of late, um, you know, he has been a little bit quiet, um, and uh, you know, so um, he's probably not been the form that he usually is. But you know, one thing about James, I think he's, he's getting at that point where, um, you know, if I'm speaking openly, I think he's he's really waiting for the big races, um, and I think his real passion is winning those big races. Um, and I'm not sure as much, you know, whether winning a midweeker uh, and those sorts of things is as much um, uh, as much as priority than yeah. in the big races. So, look, I, I think he's just, um, I think he's the most talented rider we've got in Australia. Um, like I said, he could well be the best rider in the world when he's on song. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he's just going to continue to improve me on the up and up uh, this autumn as well and, and we'll win plenty of the major races. In the Chipping Norton, mate, you've got James McDonald, of course, on the Champ Animo, the best horse in the country. He's at $1.70 for the Chipping Norton. Mawunga at $9 with Bet365, of course, uh, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Laws of Indices, $19. Uh, Rapero at $71. Benno gets the blinkers here at $31. Our Bonagon at $17. Montefilia, she's back this preparation and she'll start first up in the Chipping Norton at $19, and then Fangirl at $8 and Hinged at $12. How do you assess the Chipping Norton? Is he a good thing at $1.70? Can you take that price there, Dino? Uh, look, taking $1.70 is not, <clears throat> not usually my go, but uh, the Chipping Norton, the last eight winners of this race, Gareth, have all been hot favourites um, with Winks for all those years. Um but, uh, you know, it, it's really sort of a good horse's race um, and, and generally the, the best horse and, and the hot favourite does win. So hard to knock Animo, you know, four group one wins in a row last prep, um, you know, won the Apollo first up. So he's come back well. Um, and it's hard to really see anything turning the tables on him. So I do think Animo will win. 
the dangers are probably the ones that are in the market, and I'm quite aligned with the market in this race from a racing perspective. You know, Moonga ran really well first up, um, hit the line, hit the line very strongly, um, ran sort of plus 9.3 to the last 600 metres. So, uh, you know, he's going really well. Fangirl still getting over her, getting nosed out in the in the Golden Eagle, but. Uh, um, I think for her, you know, the, the main thing for her is she needs to really rock hard to the drier tracks. She doesn't like it when it's wet. So there's been a bit of rain around in Sydney. So um, she'd probably be the one I, I would have thought might have been able to knock over around the with anything. But I think with the rain, probably not her. And Hinge is the other one who's running really well. Um, you know, plenty of Group 1 placings last prep, the second Animo first up. Um, and, you know, so I think my one got Frangill and Hinge will run good races, but you know, Animo is probably going to be too good for them. Outside of those group ones, mate, have you got anything else that you're keen on there in Sydney? Uh, it's actually a really interesting race, Gareth, in, in race two, the, the highway. Oh, there um, we go. Two. That's just made my day, Dino, the highway. Love it. <laughs> what are we doing? There's a couple of really talented uh, young three-year-olds, both unbeaten in this race. Uh, Mogo Magic is a horse that um, Charles by followers have been following. She's you know, run really quick times. Um, and in her sort of golden trials before her debut, she won her debut by seven lengths for us, then won her next start by 3.6 lengths. And she won a golden trial on 5th of Feb by 7.8 lengths, plus 3.1. The last 600 metres was plus 8.7. Um, so, you know, he looks like a really handy type. Um, he's, he's probably going to be around even money. Uh, the other one uh, to watch on that race is a horse called Sumptuary, um, who we also backed um, to win on debut at Muswell Brook. Um, ran really good time in the scone trial was plus eight and last section was plus 4.3 and then won a scone trial on the 15th of Feb after that debut when plus 5.1 and the last 600 metres plus 15.6 so I'm sure it was about nine dollars um, so as much as I like Mogo Magic as a horse um, I'm actually going to be backing uh, you know some sure area around nine dollars and then just saving on Mogo Magic at sort of even money um, and I think that, that that looks a really nice bet in a race where there's you know, two very talented horses in it. So Sumtree, you get around $8.50, bet three six five. Pikey's back in Sydney. William Pike takes the ride for Paul Massara. And, of course, Mogo Magic's around that dollar eighty quote there with bet three six five in the highway. Hey, we'll take a break. This is uh, Dean Evans with me here on Giddy Up on this Friday morning, thanks to Winning Edge Investments. When we return, we'll have a look at the three group ones at Sandown tomorrow. Yeah, can't wait to see Animo step out second up over the mile in the Chipping Norton Stakes. Dean also caught up with Gareth to preview that Sandown card. As I've mentioned right throughout the punting Bible so far, the three group ones, Oakley Plate, the Futurity Stakes, as well as the feature there for the juveniles in the Blue Diamond. So let's have a listen to see who Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments is keen on in those three group one features. Welcome back to Giddy Up this Friday morning. Always great to have Dean Evans on from Winning Edge Investments. Time to preview, of course, the big card at Sandown on a Saturday afternoon. Group 1 racing at Sandown, highlighted by the Blue Diamond, Victoria's biggest two-year-old race, the Futurity, wait for age over the 1,400 metres, and then their famous, well, the Melbourne Racing Club's famous sprinting handicap in the autumn, the Oakley Plate. Dino, we might start off with the, the Blue Diamond, and this will be an interesting race because it's on the lake side over the 1,200 metres, and I think the low gates, and you... I think will be a big advantage come tomorrow. Um, but it'll be fascinating to see how these horses settle in the first part. You've got Barbara at 550 with bet 365. Um, Sulfur Quad that was impressive there the other day. He's at a big price at $26 for Godolphin. And then we have Little Bros at $11. Uh, Bravo, 
Braver Halo at eight dollars. The instructor at ten dollars. Don Corleone at nine dollars. Exploring the filly at thirteen dollars. Steel City's been well supported now since the barrier draw at four twenty with the blinkers going on, and then big prices for the rest headed by Extreme Threat at twenty six dollars. So you have VC that's had a little bit of support at nineteen. And the instructor, I should say, at $10 as well. So how do you read this year's Blue Diamond, mate? Yeah, look, interesting race. I think from 2012 to 2019, it was, you know, favoured horses in the market from sort of $2.20 to $7.50. The last three years, we've had winners at $26, uh, $13 and $20, um, including Dormier, who back to win this race last year. So, um, you know, of late, it's been, it's been some blowout performances. A couple of interesting things from the, the historical sort of profiling perspective. Uh, all of the last 11 winners were beaten less than two lengths at the previous start, or one. Um, and they all came off of Victoria City or Victoria Black Type run at their last start. So uh, interesting to see Steel City, the favourite, coming off a couple of Sydney runs. Um, and and I, I like her as a, as a filly and, and, you know, I've sort of had her up there in the ratings. But, um, you know, coming off a Sydney run is generally not the preparation for this race. So... Uh, I'll probably be looking more to save on her, but, but, but I won't be backing her at that price. Eight of the last 11 winners won the last start. Um, and interestingly, also, uh, eight of them came off the 1,100-metre sort of uh, preview run. Um, only two of them came off the 1,000-metre prelude run So uh, at the last start. So um, generally better to be coming off the 1,100-metre run. If you're coming off the 1,000-metre run, you generally want to be one of those real superstar fast two-year-olds. And then the only two are Miracles of Life and Extreme Choice, who are both very fast, but I don't think they've got anything running over 1,000 at the last start here that's as good as those. Um, from my perspective, um, keen, keen on probably two or three here, Little Bros, uh, the horse that we've been following um, from early, from his early uh, Flemington jump-outs, um, was second on debut at Flemington, uh, and one project horse at list level at $11. Um, got back to really strongly in a Geelong jump-out, plus 4.6. Uh, I thought he was really good getting back and finishing strongly. Um, beating the net by Barter in the, in the prelude. Um, so quite like a little bros eleven dollars. Uh, I, I think you're right that uh, you know the rails and, and on base could potentially help here. The instructor's very speedy. Um, won a couple of jump outs and and, and we've backed them on debut, packing them to win by two point eight lengths, and then again in the preview uh, by a length. Um, so I think uh, you know he, he's going to be a, a real strong chance there around at ten dollars. Brave Halo, I like as a horse. Um, we actually backed him at $15 to win at, at, at Ascot on debut. Again, after some very quick trials. And Ascot, he won three in a row and Ascot at Perth. And he really just had no luck in the prelude. He was just sort of held up most of the straight. He never really got um, it, it got clear. The sort of Godolphin horses managed to keep him uh, keep him blocked in the straight. Um, but the car park barrier, as, as you alluded to, Gareth, you know, he's out there in 16. So that's going to make life uh, potentially pretty difficult for him. Um, and then the other one is just bomb-proof as Barber. You know, he's, he's won the golden gift, the, the blue diamond prelude, uh, you know, Jay Carr aboard, um, and he's really done sort of nothing wrong. So um, from a strategy perspective, um, you know, going a bit wide here, um, but I do think that we've got the race covered. Um, but, you know, Little Bros at sort of $10, $11, the instructor at $10, um, and then probably saving more on Brave Halo, Barber, and, and Steel City, I think, are the only other dangers. So, yep, so Little Bros, the instructor, your main play, saving on Barber, Brave Halo, and also Deal City. It will be, a, I think it'll be an entertaining Blue Diamond. I'm looking forward to seeing what these two-year-olds do on that lakeside track at Sandown yeah. with so much prize money up for grabs. Now, the Futurity has, 
I'm Thunderstruck at $3, Alligator Blood at $3.60, Mr. Brightside at $5, Aegon at $19, my Oberon at $11, Mr. Mozart at $15, and then Nugget at $5.50. There's a little bit of debate about the speed map here. Um, I thought Alligator Blood would take up the running, Brightside would go forward, Thunderstruck just off them, my Oberon wouldn't be far away. Um, and then Mr. Mozart would kick up and be leaders back. I don't know how you read this race. Some have Mr. Mozart and my Obron being in the, the first couple in this year's futurity. It's a small field, but the tactics will play a major part here, I reckon. Yeah, and no, absolutely. I've only sort of got it at an, uh, an average speed here. Yeah. Um, actually, a below average speed um, on, on my data. Uh, Mr. Mozart, I do think Mr. Mozart will push up um, from that inside gate. Uh, I think he will try to lead on him. Um, alligator blood will be interesting. Uh, you know, he's, he's first up and he, he likes to sort of be strong up on the speed and certainly when he's rock hard fit, he does, but, um, but they've also sort of ridden him cold, uh, you know, previously and particularly early on in the preparation, including the Memsey, uh, last, um, uh, last prep. So, um, I, you know, I think this is I'll push up. I think Nugget and, and Lords of Indices, um, are probably going to push up there too. And I can actually see them probably taking a trail behind the Mozart. Um, on alligator blood, sort of sitting fourth. I've got Mr. My Obron uh, fifth, so slightly worse in midfield, and then Mr. Brightside, I'm thunderstruck, and Aegon out the back. Okay. Um, so that's sort of how I, how I see the map working. Um, interesting little race. Uh, you know, the, it's different when you do the profiling for these races now at the sound down track compared to core field, but previously the, the class on pace has usually won this race. Um, and the All Stakes runners, you know, had a good record in this race, but the, the All Stakes Quinilla um, isn't running here, uh, and we've got sort of the minor place getters. Um, it, it really comes down to, you know, it's probably a, a yard type race. I'm interested to see how how wound up Alligator Blood is, um, and they're sort of intent with them. Um, but I do think the two class horses of the race are, you know, Alligator Blood and, and I'm Thunderstruck. But I'm Thunderstruck was good first up. The crossover nose band comes off. Um, and I'll probably just be, you know, looking closely at how the track plays. But, you know, when I sort of look at them, um, Aegon is, it needs a wet track, I think. So, you know, Maya Bond's a very, very good horse. But first up, and I think, uh, you know, I'd like to see him go around once. Mr. Mozart and Nugget are sort of a run below. Um, and and Mr. Brightside, um, you know, has been improving, but I think he's also a run below. Yeah. So um, the only two I could look at, um, from a winning perspective, would be I am thunderstruck and alligator blood, but it's probably kind of race where I'll be looking at the yard and seeing, you know, everything's really wound up and uh, looking to peak here um, as we get close to the All Star Mile and, and weigh out whether it's worth backing either I'm thunderstruck or alligator blood based on the yard and based on how the track seems to be playing. Let's have a look at the Oakley Plate now. Then, then Rocket Horses at thirty one dollars, scratched after a small mishap mishap there last week for the Lightning, so she. She heads to the Oakley Plate to carry top weight. Lombardo at $41. Mask Crusade has had support with Bet365. Now into $23. The Astrologers at 40 to 1. King of Sparta at $9. Sue Style 26. Marine one twenty-three. Um, the Queensland at $10 with Bet365. As far as first up here at five fifty, and she's nearly the market leader. Lofty Strike at 10. Chain of Lightning at seven fifty. Then we go to shooting for gold at forty to one. I am me at six dollars. Maliva at fifty to one. Star Patrol at ten. Zapateo at seventeen dollars. We got a good push from that gal uh, for that galloper by Vin Cox yesterday. 
Shimino at 70 to 1, and then the emergencies Oxley Road, Triple Missile, and Bless Her. Who wins this year's Oakley Plate with the second winning post? Um, oh, what a race this is. Yeah. Um, you know, just, it's just, <laughs> you know, full field, uh, lots of all these talented sprinters who have been waiting for this, you know, opportunity of the Group One. Uh, it's just such an exciting race because you've got so many of them in the form um, and going well, and, and some of these sort of younger ones who are, who are having their sort of first crack at, uh, at a Group One. From a historical profiling perspective, Gareth, this race is. You know, a lottery, it doesn't matter where you settle in the run, doesn't matter your barrier. First up, second up, third up, the weight, days since last start, age, gender, it, it, and SP. It just, it's just, it could, you know, anything can win um, from that perspective. So it's hard to, hard to rule any horses out um, from that perspective. I'm a little bit surprised that Esplora is a favourite, to be honest. I think it's a, a, a bit of a lay. Um, I just think there's so much talent in this race. Um, and obviously, it's really a, a talented horse, but um, uh, you know, I just thought um, the way the weights stack up and, um, and first up there, I thought uh, you know she could be vulnerable. So I'm definitely um, looking to take her on. There's only three horses that I'm, I'm sort of interested in. I am me's a horse um, that, that we've been following for a long time from from the trials perspective. Uh, she came to Sydney and, and won a couple of uh, won a Warwick Farm trial on plus 4.6 by seven and a half lengths and just looked very good. We backed her quite a few times and, and she's obviously got a very good uh, you know winning record. She's won uh, sort of seven of her last nine, done very little wrong. Jamie Carr, I think it's a big pointer that Jamie Carr's chosen to ride here over even Chain of Lightning um, is, a, is a good mare as well. Um, and the inside gate. Um, you know, uh, means that she's just going to be able to bounce and run. Um, uh, I, I think they'll, with all the speed here, they'll probably take a take a sit on her. Um, but she'll get a very nice trail, and, and so I think I am a strong chance. Listen, Train of Lightning doesn't lose anything with Craig Williams hopping aboard. Uh, really, sort of just found trouble in the Rubiton, didn't really sort of get clear running room. Had a bit of a bump in jewel at one point. It was a good third first up. Um, you know, she she won the Cockrum and the Tristark. Uh, last prep and, and I kind of like um, you know something that's going to really hit the line powerfully in this race from a nice low draw uh, and the one of sort of big odds that I, I thought was really over the odds was uh, shooting for gold Gareth at 40 to 1 um, coming over from Brisbane but if you look uh, last prep won the Heath uh, group 3 beat Generation but also beat Star Patrol by 1.8 lengths um, and Star Patrol is a bit of a boom sprinter and a sort of been signal figure odds here so I just thought the, the price to see there the shooting for gold at $41 and, and, and Jane Lloyd is, is riding very, very well. Um, I, I thought that uh, that he could be the knockout down in the weights. Can't wait for it. As you pointed out, it's a race that you just don't know what's going to happen. History tells you it's a raffle, um, but we love trying to work it out each and every year. And um, yeah, I like the, the way that you're going there. Kiramar did declare that IME is his best chance for the weekend. Um, so that's a good push in a group one for a mare that will be first up with her record. Uh, mate, what's your best over the over the weekend or on a Saturday? Um, oh, look, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's brilliant racing. I think um, probably the strategy I'm most confident on is, 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 is Sumptuary and Mogo Magic in that highway. Yep. I don't usually cover those races here, but uh, I just like the two-horse race. And when, when one's sort of 8 or $9 and the other one's even money, I think uh, I like those kind of, those kind of bets um, because uh, you, know, you get a chance for a big collect, but you're usually protected with, with the favourite there. So I'm, I'm quite keen on that. But you know, it's just it's just brilliant to be, you know, straight to the uh, 
the real big races of the autumn, five group ones, and, um, you know, it's just going to be fantastic racing, and I think there's some really good value there that we've found sort of across the card for the punters, and I think we'll have a good day. It's great to have you on board here with uh, Giddy Up throughout the autumn with Winning Edge Investments, and if our listeners want to get involved, Winning Edge Investments, it's uh, I think this is the best value that you can get. I keep on saying this, but um, for the punters out there to try and back a few winners in the autumn, it's pretty easy to do, Dino. Yeah, just hop on to winningedgeinvestments.com, uh, click on membership options. You know, we've got a wide range of, of different services to suit different kind of punters all run by you know, full-time professional punters and expert analysts. Um, there's, there's a wide range of options. And this time of year uh, with you, Gareth, is when we offer our uh, only you know, 50% ongoing lifetime discount for, for first members simply by typing SEN in the promo code once they've, they've made their selection. Uh, we've also got NRL and AFL tips for those who are keen for um, uh, for the footy, uh, again, from experts who are proven in their field and, and have made big profits, uh, you know, proven and verified over a very long period of time. So it's easy. Go to the membership part of the website at winningedgeinvestments.com, type in SEN, you get a 50% lifetime, 50% off your membership, and that's... Uh, a lifetime discount. So that's terrific value there. Hey, Dan, good luck on the weekend. Enjoy the racing, mate. Thanks, Gareth. Great chatting to you and uh, good luck tomorrow. Yep. There's Dean Evans. Thanks, mate. From Winning Edge Investments, we'll take a, we'll take the news now and giddy up on this Friday morning on the other side of it. Nick Ashman will be joining. Yes, it was great to catch up with Dean Evans there from Winning Edge Investments. We'll now catch up with Nick Ashman as he casts his eye over the Sandown card. Welcome back to Giddy Up on this Friday morning. It's always great to catch up with the man, from the beatenfavourite.com, and he's also dominating for the great tip-off these days. I speak of Nicholas Ashman. Nick, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. Uh, wonderful weekend ahead of racing, don't we, both in Sydney and in Melbourne. Of course, the trio of Group 1 races in Melbourne, highlighted by the Blue Diamond Stakes, the first Group 1 of the season for the juveniles, and yet again, we've uh, served up with another mouth-watering clash. All right, mate, take it away now on this Oakley Plate because this is the final event on the program there at Sandown. It's on the lakeside track. Um, It's got that shoot that will be interesting. So they put the shoot back 20 metres and the winning post back 80 metres. So there's two winning posts here. Um, We've got, as for the favourite, I think talking to most of the form experts here on Giddy Up, they're surprised that she's the market leader. Chain of Lightning at seven fifty, IME at six dollars, Star Patrol at ten dollars, um, Uncommon James ten, King of Sparta at nine dollars, and the rest are at a big price. I've just got a feeling here that you might have found a little bit of value, Nicholas. Well, it's easy to find value in such a deep field. These uh, Group One handicaps are often loaded with horses at good prices that you're keen to back on. With Star Patrol here, Gareth, uh, on the stuff that I use, he's got the. Yeah, close to the best ratings, but being an older male down on the limit, um, sort of when you adjust it back to the weight for age scale, he rates on top for mine. Um, he does have those glue-on shoes going on for the first time. I never liked those little things going into a grand final, but the stats around the glue-on shoes going on for the first time aren't too bad. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to back him in here. He just um, I thought that first up win was outstanding. He looks a real sort of Oakley Plate Newmarket handicap horse. He goes on top for mine. Lofty Stripe produced the best last 200 metres of the meeting to win first up. Three-year-old down in weights. We know that's a good recipe for success in these sprint races. And also Chain of Lightning. Small concern that she's having a second run of uh, 1,100 metres. Does she want 12 or 1,300 now? But uh, she was fantastic first up in the lofty strike race. 
And you probably could argue with even last, she might have even won that. So I think they're the, the three main chances. If you're looking for a long shot in the race at 67 bucks, Maliva for uh, Philip Stokes. She's four from five first up. And just on, she's got about three or four figures in her form, Gareth, that suggests to me that it wouldn't be a shock to see her run in the top four on Saturday afternoon. So $67, throw her, in, throw her into your exotics. Have you worked out the futurity on Thunderstruck? $3. Alligator Blood, 360 Mr. Brightside at $5. My Obron at $11 with Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. And then Nugget at 550 here, Nick. Yeah, I can't really work it out, but I'll tell you my thoughts um, is that obviously the pace comes from Mr. Mozart and Alligator Blood. Now, normally with Alligator Blood being first up and two genuine what we think of wave phrase stars, or at least one that's definitely stamped himself, I'm Thunderstruck, and Nugget looks like he's probably going to measure up to this grade. Um, given that they've both had a run back from a spell, you sort of normally sway their way, but given the shape of this race, which is probably going to be a moderate tempo, and probably turn into a six or seven hundred metre sprint home. Maybe those two horses, I'm Thunderstruck and Nugget, that have already had a run at fourteen hundred, might be looking for the mile now, second up. So I'm saying advantage alligator blood. I think he okay. can put himself outside lead, dictate the pace of the race, and be too good for him. And I reckon Gay and Adrian will have him tuned up enough to be winning here first up. And then in the blue diamond, Barber five fifty, you got little bros eleven dollars, bet three six five, Brave Halo, despite the draw, he's still under double figures at eight dollars. You got Don Corleone at nine dollars. Um, and still City, the filly with the blinkers on coming from Sydney at four twenty. How do you analyze the blue diamond, Nicholas? Stack of pace here, party for two, extreme threat on the inside will both kick up. The instructor for Gay and Adrian will be there as well, exploring out wide and maybe even the stablemate Zulfikar. Plenty of pace engaged. So what we go looking for here, Gareth, is the two-year-olds that have been closing strongly over 200 metres and still running a decent overall time. Why do we do that? Well, we want to know that, first of all, they're up to it. That's what the overall time tells us. And the last 200 metres gives us an indication of whether or not they're going to handle this step up to 1,200 metres. The horse that ticks the box big time here is Barber for mine. He's unbeaten this colt. He's won two pre-Christmas. He resumed in the prelude. His last 200 metres was about two and a half lengths inside the standard, which tells us that he'll appreciate the step up to 1,200 metres. I think it's a set play from Godolphin. Just go to the prelude first up, go here second up, and then he'll go to the slipper third up. So, mate, I'm saying Barber will give him a haircut. All right, mate. Um, what's your best in Sydney and Melbourne there over this group one weekend before we let you go? Well, I think right you are kicks us off on a winning note in the first at Sandown on Saturday. Up in Sydney, I'm going to have something small its way on night's order just to cause a boil over in the Chipping Norton Stakes. Obviously, Animo's the one to beat. And in the last race, sorry, getting back to night's order, he did win the Chelmsford first up over this track and trip in the spring. And then in the last race, Key Royale for Chris Waller. That's race 10 in Sydney. It's around the 10 or $11 mark. Comes back from stakes grade and looks well-placed back to benchmark 88. Love your work, Nicholas. You enjoy your day and um, good luck on the punt tomorrow. You too, Gareth. Talk soon, mate. There's Nick Ashman. Thanks to firstlightracing.com.au. It's no surprise that wherever the blue and gold goes, success follows at First Light Racing. And good luck to the team there with the the instructor in the Group 1 at Blue Diamond Stakes. That's Nicholas Ashman from thebeatenfavourite.com and also the great tip-off. We'll take a quick break on the other side of this on this Friday morning on Giddy Up. Chris Nelson will join us to go through his best bets at Doombin. We'll also catch up with Mitch Lewis with his best at Morpherville. And Peter Ethers has been in fine form for us here on Giddy Up. 
and he's got a couple of best bets there at Ascot on a Saturday afternoon. Big push there for the Philip Stokes trained mare in Maliva for the Group 1 Oakley Plate from the beaten favourites Nick Ashman. We'll now catch up with Chris Nelson to preview the Dooman card in Queensland. Welcome back to Giddy Up. I tell you what, this man is fresh and he's ready to go after a week off. I speak of our man Chris Nelson. And thanks to Queensland, of course, is your place to race this year. Chris O, welcome back. We're at Doombin. Now, the rail's out three metres, currently on a soft five. How do you think this track will play? Gareth, uh, good morning to you. Great to be back. Great to be chatting to you. Uh, look, I think it'll play pretty fair. It has been playing fair of late. Soft five, as you mentioned. Look, in Brisbane this morning, there's a few clouds around. I uh, haven't spotted any showers. There might be the odd sprinkling here and there, but we'll probably get back to something in the good range, I'd say, tomorrow. So... The rail in the three-metre position generally means we have a fair track, and that's the way our tracks have been playing lately, so don't see it being any different. All right, mate, run through your plays here at Doobin on a Saturday. Well, race one isn't a race I originally wanted to get involved in, but the more I look at this race, the more I think number one, Adelaide, is a good thing. Now, there's not a lot of depth to the field here. Many of them are going 1,000 metres up to 1,350. Others that aren't don't really look as though they're going to cope with the 1,350, whereas Adelaide who was so strong winning at Ipswich last time out. He was that last 50 metres or so, he really knuckled down and he ran home over the top of the leader, Golden Glamorous. Now, he's by Adelaide, so the extra 150 metres are not going to worry him whatsoever. He gets Jimmy Orman to do the steering. I think he'll be winning here. We might have to take around even money, but I really can't see how any of these can possibly beat Adelaide. So he's the one of the best of the day. Race one, number one, Adelaide. Now, go to race five. Horse number nine, Santero. Now, one I had my eye on first up at Eagle Farm a couple of weeks ago, now with uh, O'Day Hoisted, was formerly trained in Victoria. The run was very good. Out the back there, uh, she sat back last in a field of eight. Briars Kingdom led for Tony Gollan uh, and led at pretty soft sectionals, was able to dictate, control the race and win quite comfortably. Now, Santero passed every other horse in the race to run second was taking a bit of ground off Briar's Kingdom near the line. The sectionals home were outstanding. Gets to 1,600 metres tomorrow. Jimmy Orman will ride, I think, is a, is a good bet also. So race five, number nine, Santero. And the last race, we can back this one each way. Number two, Cepheus. Matt Dunn trains. $31 first up at Eagle... Uh, sorry, Doombin two weeks ago. I think most thought the distance to 1,200 would be too short and the horse would need the run. Well, Brodie Loy had other ideas. He weaved home along the inside, got the gaps and ran second, a really good second uh, behind the big goodbye. Extra 150 metres, fitness levels have improved and at around $5 plus, I think we can back Cepheus each way, race nine, number two. So we've got Adelaide 2.1, Santero 3.40, then $5 and 2.30 for Cepheus, race nine, number two, Santero's race five, Horse number nine. Love it, Chris. That's right. I think they'll all run well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to Racing Queensland. That's Chris Nelson. Enjoy your day, Chris O. You too, Gareth. All the best. Always great to catch up with Chris Nelson. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll find you a couple of winners in Adelaide and in Perth with Mitch Lewis and Peter Anthonis. That was Chris Nelson there from Racing Queensland previewing the Doom and Cart. We'll now catch up with Peter Anthonis from the Mailbag to preview the Ascot meeting over in the West. Let's chat to Peter Anthony because it's Ascot Thousand Guineas Day there in the West. G'day, Pete. Um, are you confident yeah, in this meeting? Uh, let's say confident. I mean, we're just basically waiting to see what the conditions are every day at Ascot. It's starting to play a little bit more laney. So we saw there on Wednesday it was 13 horses wide into the straight. So 
Look, rails five metres, I think will possibly suit those on speed more than uh, those coming wide, but you just have to wait and see. All right, mate, take it away with your plays there. Race one, well, look, the market, the early market's already come to both of these, but two of Simon Miller's two-year-olds, uh, look, I mean, often you just want to stick with what you know best. So there was a time, second start here, wasn't suited on debut, there was a little bit of money at odds. It's now drawn inside, I expect to be settling more on speed. And one of his debutants in Brave Strike, it went up double figures, it's come out of a fast-run trial. I think this horse might be leading, so I'm more than happy to be back in both of them. I've got them marked equal favourites, so I'll be backing uh, Brave Strike for the bigger result, but I'll be getting something out of there was a time. So that's, that's got race one, number seven, and number nine. All right, Ben. So that's the first race. So Simon Miller, the king of the babies. What else have you got for us, mate? Yeah, race four. There's not a great deal of speed in this race. And there's a horse for Dion Luciani, which has rolled forward and led uh, most of its last couple of starts. And that's the 12 in Matt Matt. Now, Paddy Carberry jumps on board. And so far, the jockey trainer combo has been very good, courtesy of uh, my Bella May. But look, Matt Matt, you know, race without speed. It's had a quite enough trial when it went back. I think they rolled forward here. And there's not a great deal of speed, as I said. So I think it gets a chance to dictate the race. And it's figures from last preparation are more than good enough at the price we're currently getting around that sort of $8.59 mark. So it's, that's got race four, number 12 in Mac Mac. Have you got anything else for us there, Pete? Yeah, a couple of odds there in race seven. Look, Admiration Express, right favourite, but way too short for me. I know it maps well, um, as does feels playful. But there's a couple of horses in Fine Touch and Linden Lady, the four and the five. Both of these horses, I think, are the real X factors going up in trip, and I think they just present a bit of different form at a good price. So uh, that's Ascot Race 7, number 4, number 5, uh, in Linden Lady and Fine Touch, both at double figures. Agree with you. Is all the King's Men and the other feature, the Lex Piper Stakes, hard to beat at $3? Have you found something maybe to bet around him? Yeah, I couldn't have him at that price. It's a really weird map, this one. It doesn't look like there's a great deal of speed on paper. Uh, from gate nine, I'm not exactly sure what uh, Paul Harvey does there. You'll have to make an early call to make sure he doesn't get stuck through wide, no colour. Look, Sizzle Patrick was the one, again, at double figures. I thought had might have a bit of upside and a really good map. But, again, the early markets come to him. And uh, it's not really a race. to got a great deal of confidence here. All right, then. Love your work, Pete. You're a genius too. Unbelievable. Vaughan Sigley at his best ah. on Wednesday. Well done, brother. Uh, thanks, G. Hall. Unfortunately, I didn't get any of the early price, but anyway, that's what you get. <laughs> well, you should be you should be more switched on, brother. Um, you must have been tanning somewhere. Um, but, um, I'll make sure I'll make sure that you you're on the the ball when the markets come out next time. Good on you, Pete. Cheers, Gareth. Great to catch up with Pete Anthony's there to preview the Ascot card. We'll now catch up with Mitch Lewis from Form Guide Breakdowns to preview the Morpherville card in South Australia. Let's head to Mitchie Lewis get his best bets on a Saturday afternoon at um, Morpherville in South Australia, mate. Take it away. First of all, how do you think this track will play at uh, Morpherville on a Saturday afternoon? And then your best bets, Mitchie. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting track, I reckon, Gareth. Uh, the only reason I say that is uh, you've got the rail out eight metres from, I think, what was it, the 1400 to the winning post. Um, I still think it'll play quite even, but there's, it's a good four currently, but there's quite some heavy rain forecast for tonight. So depending on how much rain they get, it might not dry out. And you might find yourself on a stop, which that, that's going to be the interesting thing for me. It's a, it's a bit of a muggy day. So I'll get into my best bets, though. Uh, I'm going to go race four, number seven, Malion Club. So she was nominated for the headline group three today, but she's actually coming into this BM64, which I find quite interesting. I thought she was pretty good in the listed race two weeks ago. She was six and she was coming late. So 
She's going to get in light in the weights here in this BM64 after Lockie Nindorf's claim. I think they've got a big opinion of her. I think they're just looking for an easier race. So I think it's kind of just to, to knock up another win here. Um, she's owned by James Jordan, so he might be an interesting one to ask tomorrow yep. and see what his opinion on is. Because if you, you're coming on the radio and tip your own horse, I think that's a good sign, isn't it? Yes, and usually he's pretty good when he talks about his own horses as well, Mitchy. So we'll definitely ask James Jordan tomorrow. What else have you got? Um, I'm going to go to race six. This is my best bet on the card. Number five, when the dealing's done. So she's won her last two starts in dominant fashion at Strathalbum, and they were both over the 1,200 metres, which is where she's at today. Uh, look, it's a little slight rise in grade because she comes out of the provincials to the metro, but this field's not overly strong. I don't think it's too much different to any of the other races she's been in recently. Uh, the race maps her key advantage for me. She looks like she's going to get quite an easy lead, and I think she's just going to run forwards, control the race, and it's going to look quite similar to those last two wins of her. So I think she's going to take some catching if she gets that run soft enough. All right, mate. Is that all um, there at Morphville tomorrow? Yeah, look, in the Lord Reen Stakes, the headline, it's a really interesting race. It's obviously the lead-up into the Adelaide Cup. Um, that's a two-play for me. I like Grand Promenade, obviously, as my... Adelaide Cup runner, but I think he's targeted for that third up race. But I think the map can run a really good race as well. And they're both between about four fifty and $5. So I reckon you can have a Tommy two play in that race. Love your work, Mitchie Lewis. Keep on dominating, mate. Thanks, mate. Have a good day. That's all we have time for on Giddy Up's Punting Bible. Plenty of great content produced over the last few days by Gareth Hall and the entire SEN Giddy Up team of experts. So hopefully you can find a winner or two on Saturday right across the country. Ramwick, what a card that's going to be. And Sandown, for me, I agree with Nick Ashman. I think Maliva is a massive chance there in the Oakley Plate at a huge price.